Well, a special guest joining us today here on The Bottom Line Show as we talk about a, a fascinating new book that uh, is going to sound eerily familiar to many people who have been paying attention to what's happening in the world right now. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is with me. His brand new book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. So we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And if it seems like the world is kind of weird and maybe the end is getting a little bit closer, well, Rabbi Kahn's going to answer those questions for us. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Great to be with you. Rabbi Khan uh, made first making headlines, of course, with the book The Harbinger all those years ago, The Mystery of the Shemitah, the Book of Mysteries, the Oracle. I mean, the the, the work that you're doing is so uh, helpful, uh, leading the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, uh, just outside of New York City in Wayne, New Jersey. Um, you've been watching the events of the world unfold, as have we over the past several years, but in particular, maybe the past three to five years. And you have made a connection. You're you're kind of helping us piece all the dots together. I don't want to rush you with any of this, <laughs> Rabbi Khan, because there's so much to do. But kind of give us just an overview as yeah. it feels like the world is falling apart right now. Is it? Well, I, I would say yes and no. <laughs> the world is falling <laughs> in many ways, but God's on the throne, so it's Amen. not out of control. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the Josiah Manifesto, in many ways, it's what I was the question, what if the Lord was pointing to something? What if he was showing something? Um an answer, a guide, a template from the Bible, a blueprint that is for this hour. And that, that, that you know, it, it actually kind of pinpoints where we are prophetically, where we're going, uh, how to be prepared, what do we need to know, how to prevail in the days ahead. And what if what we've been watching for the last um, number of years um, has been actually the unfolding of an ancient mystery, that there's something behind it as well. And um, what if there was an ancient calendar that actually gave the events, the, sh the shakings of America before they happened, and even the timing of when they happened. That is what the Josiah Manifesto is going to open up. And it's it's kind of like uh, it's taking, really taking the reader on a prophetic journey with, with all sorts of puzzle pieces, mysteries that will all come together. When they come together, they open up really the template or the blueprint. That's why it's called the Josiah Manifesto about specifically the last 100 pages are, what do we do? Um, how, is there a key? Is there a secret from the Bible? Is there a key about how to live now and how to overcome now, how to resist what's happening, how to protect your family, how to make a difference? What is God calling for us to do? Um, so that, in a very quick nutshell, is is an overview of, the, of what the Josiah Manifesto is going to reveal. You know, it's interesting, Rabbi Khan, as we think about these end times and these events that we're seeing, you know, whether it be a pandemic or, uh, you know, just the, the, the plagues, uh, you know, the wars and rumors of wars, I mean, all those things that when we were younger, we thought, yeah, boy, that's going to be a real bummer for the next generation. And, you know, beyond that, because we'll be long gone by the time that happens. So to see it actually happening now is, is kind of a trip. But there's a big distinction I think you make in this book that's very helpful with regard to, you know, people that say, well, I don't worry about that stuff because no one knows the day or the hour at the Lord's return. But when it but isn't this the same Jesus who said, yeah, you look and you can interpret the signs of the times. I mean, it's not like we are completely clueless, you know, in looking at what's happening right now. Talk about this, uh, this calendar of which you speak. I mean, it's like, uh, what is this calendar, Rabbi Khan, of which you speak that has all this great wisdom? Because it's crazy when you do look at it and say, wait, I know that I've seen, we, we really can put these things together. It isn't, it isn't esoteric. It's not abstract. It's really tangible. Yeah, yeah. The Lord is the Lord over everything. He's the God of every moment. He's the God, the same God of the Bible is the God of history today behind every, you know, every event. There's nothing that's not under him. 
Um, and so it's amazing that the patterns that he gives in the word actually unfold. Like when we had, you know, we had uh, the year of of tremendous shaking, starting with with a pandemic, a plague, which is actually very mm -hmm. biblical. Um, amazing thing is there's a calendar of God that he gives in Leviticus. And it's amazing because behind every shaking was this calendar or, or these appointed days. And I'll give an example. Uh, the, there is one holy day in the Bible, only one, that is linked to a plague, um, and that is that is Passover. Okay. And it's also, and, and not only is it linked to a plague, it's also linked to the first national lockdown in world history, where they, they had to all go in the house because a plague was passing through the land. And so what happens is, you know, this happens in the spring, and so it was in the spring of 2020, all, all of a sudden this hits America. I mean, it hits the world, but it hits America um, and the, the the pandemic, we are all locked down. And right when we were all locked down and it, with this pandemic, it is Passover. And pa at the same time, all around the world and around America, there's Jewish people in their homes and they're celebrating, they're commemorating the time when when they were all in their, had to stay inside their houses because a plague down. was passing through the land and they're inside their houses because a plague is passing through the land. You know, So mm -hmm. it's exactly like that. But then, I'll just give me, I'll do this real quick. There's so much more, but the next holy day or appointed day is called Shavuot. We also know it as Pentecost. It is the day of the fire of God, the holy fire, the baptism of fire, the tongues of fire. It's a Hebrew holiday, but it's also, it was the time of fire. Well, and also, either, and also, uh, well, I'll go into it. But the thing is that, so it comes in the late spring, early summer. And in that year, and all of a sudden, as it comes, the cities of America are baptized in fire. There is fire. Fire comes all over the country. I mean, mm -hmm. we're we're all over. Things are burning. And the thing is, when it started, when the, the holiday started on um, on May 28th, um, as they are lighting, the Jewish people are lighting the candles that night, that is the night that it exploded all over mm -hmm. America. That's the uh, night, if you remember, the police station was on sure. fire, and then the mm -hmm. other cities were on fire. The Feast of Fire, you know. Then the next one is, and then that led into the summer of rage, you know. But then also, it's interesting because Shavuot or Pentecost then opens up the summer harvest. So we had a harvest of, of rage. But then the next one is the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is called, in the Hebrew year is called Yom Hadin. It means the day of judgment because it, they, it's believed that God opens the books. And that's the time when you got to get right, you know, with Jewish people all around the world. And say that that the the he takes his seat as the judge in the high court of heaven and you know decides you know you know it's it's a shadow of the day of judgment but that's how it is and so everybody you know the idea is to get right and repent and it's the days of repentance in September well that year what happened was on that day of which is called the day of judgment and linked to a court and a and a, and a tribe you know the, the imagery is the court all of a sudden the Supreme Court was struck. On that day, it says that God decides who lives and dies. That day, the, the uh, Justice Ginsburg passed from the earth on the mm. Feast of Trumpets. Oh, on wow. the Feast of Trumpets. And so, so it's the High Court of America, which, interesting, is also the court that legalized abortion and mm -hmm. all that. And this very act of what happened on the Feast of Trumpets is the very act that opened the door for Roe versus Wade to be overturned. Incredible. It was the very act on the holy day. In fact, oh, wow. you know, it, it begins at sundown, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it was just after sundown the Supreme Court announced the news of it. And one of the one of the prayers that are prayed on the Feast of Trumpets is that, you know, by we're repenting and we're we're praying that 
and by that, God will remove the evil of the decree, the evil mm -hmm. of the decree. And it was for that very day, as mm. they're praying that, that it set in motion the removal, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. You know, Incredible. And, and it doesn't well, stop. It keeps going. But yeah, that that one of the in the book, one set, because it's like all these mysteries um, and they come together. But one of them is the mystery of days. But how exact the times of God are. That's incredible. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn with me today here on The Bottom Line, talking about this connection between the, the lockdown, the pandemics, the George Floyd riots, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which opened the door for Amy Coney Barrett, which opened the door yeah. for the overturning of Roe versus right. Wade. And to see these things line up, Rabbi Kahn, this is the thing that just boggles my mind. We, you know, oftentimes we think of God as eternal and kind of ethereal. And it doesn't, you know, why are we racing to church and try to start at 930? Because God's not interested in that type of stuff. And yet here you are saying, yeah, but on the important things, oh yeah, he's interested in that to the day, to the beginning. I mean, why is it with the summer of rage that it just happened to begin with George Floyd? What there were two or three other events where it could have happened and didn't, yeah. and yet it happened on that moment. There, it was no accident. I mean, these things are happening, and you write about this in the Josiah Manifesto. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to follow up on this abortion yeah. theme and also uh, take a look at other parts. That we haven't even scratched the surface yet with regard to the guy yeah. who used to be in the White House yeah. and some of the things that people have said about him, and yet. We have you've got some very biblical implications as to the Trump presidency that we yeah. need to pay attention to. We're going to do that on the, on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Oh, man. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And if you didn't catch the first opening segment here of the program where Rabbi Kahn was showing us how this calendar of events and these appointed days and these feasts and these different uh, uh, commemorations, if you will, from the Old Testament are being fulfilled here in 2023, 2020, 1970, 1973. I mean, the, 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 everything's been, the, the cast has been set. And yeah. for you personally, this, take us back, I want to talk about politics for just a moment, but take us back to uh, even before, obviously, the Trump presidency and things that have happened in this country. You had the privilege of visiting a, a country that a lot of times we in the body of Christ don't think of as having a connection to the end times, but you make this case in the Josiah Manifesto. What have we been missing by not paying attention to Cuba? Oh, Cuba is a fascinating place. Um, it is, it's a, it's a, it, it was used by the enemy, you know, as a revolution for revolution for Marxism. Right. Um, but there's also revival taking place in there. Um, and I was asked to go there, you know, usually in my books, I don't, 
I don't have a part in it, you know, mean like I actually witnessed it, but this is one where there's two places where I do. I went, to, I was asked to go there because Fidel Castro was going to open up the island for one month for religious freedom. You know, for one month, he was going to let Christians month. have have celebrations and have all uh -huh. that for one month, you know. Um, and so they asked me to come and open it up with the sounding of the shofar. So nice. I did. At one end of the island and all sorts, I won't go into it, all sorts of like really supernatural things started happening in Cuba or that we saw. But at the end of it, it was ended in Revolution Square. The last gathering was Revolution Square and Castro showed up. Um, wow. And he, Now, he didn't do anything. He just watched it. But then the Lord opened the door for me to go into his palace to to enter his the presidential palace to give him a gift. And I and I actually before I even left on the that journey, I was given a prophetic word that told me that was going to happen. That that and so it was good that wow. you're going to go into the palace of the king. And so I prepared. So I came with three gifts. One was the a Bible, which were banned in in Cuba, but I gave it to him. Why not? Second one was a shofar, which is the sign of ju the jubilee. I, I the, the message I was preaching throughout Cuba, I was led, was jubilee, jubilee, ju the 50th year, jubilee. Then I, I gave him a, a word. I gave him, I wrote down on a piece of paper, really, a, a, it was like a prophetic word about the jubilee. Now, here's the thing. Uh, what happened was, what I gave him turned out to be, the was giving him the taken away. His, it was given the exact timing his power would be taken away. <laughs> wow. and, and the thing is that it would rain, would end, in the end of his revolution, in the jubilee, the year of jubilee, on the fiftieth year, the fiftieth day of the year, and the exact hour from the the hour from when Batista, the dictator, fled and he took over. It was down to the hour, you know. And, and this <laughs> opens up, oh my gosh. you know, a mystery to the jubilee that the jubilee. We think of jubilee, we think, okay, it's all just, you know, it's great and it is great, but it's all just blessing. Well, there's another side, you know. If you lost your land on the jubilee, you got it back. But if you mm -hmm. took somebody's land that didn't belong to you, the Jubilee, it's taken away. What you okay. took is taken away. No, Castro took control that didn't belong to him. It was not legitimate from God. It was taken away by the Jubilee, on the year of Jubilee. So could this mystery actually affect America? Well, this same mystery has affected all of us. And here, here's where it is. You know, um, there's a law in the Bible. Not only the Jubilee is the, is the time of really undoing, reversing, you know, bringing everything back. But there's also a, another law, and that is that whatever a nation does to its children is going to be done back to it. If you if you kill the children, if a nation kills the children, it's coming back. You know, mm -hmm. Jeremiah yeah. said to Israel over the Valley of Hinnom, you've killed your the children in this valley. Death is coming back to you. And he said one of the ways that it's coming back in, in Jeremiah is through the form of a, in Hebrew, dever gadol, which means a great plague or mm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. So now... When did America begin killing its children? In 1970. That's when abortion on demand actually began. 73 was Roe, Roe based, but this was when it started. What's the Jubilee year? The Jubilee year is 2020. Anything mm -hmm. happen? 2020, <laughs> a death Jeez. comes to America, a plague uh -huh. comes to America, a Deborah yeah. But the actual, the exact date that abortion made its first appearance on demand, it came in New York, 1970, January 20th. When it when the bill appears to make it legal in the the new the New York legislature, go fifty years later. It takes you to January twentieth, twenty twenty. Anything happen? January twentieth, twenty twenty. That's the day that this plague entered America. That's wow. the official day of patient zero. Oh, so fifty years to the day that we began to the children. So mm -hmm. the plague come. Now remember the day that when everything shut down. It was the middle of March. 
and Trump went on the air and we mm -hmm. were quarantined that day. America was right. quarantined, the lockdowns, all that. They call it, the media called it the day that changed everything. It's March 11th, 2020, March 11th. Go back 50 years, anything happened. 1970, March 11th, 50 years, anything happened? That is the exact day that abortion on demand began on American soil. Mm. 50 days to the, the plague falls on the nation, 50, day, 50 years to the day of that. Now, let me give you wow. another one. You know, where did this, where did, you know, the abortion on demand really enter into America? It was New York that really pushed it on the continent. And that really, they, it spread it all around. New York has been the capital of abortion since then. More children have, the blood has been shed there since then. The, the, the principle is, though, Jeremiah says, well, the, the, the plague or the death is going to return to the place where you killed the children. Well, what happened when, the, when COVID came to America, when America became the center of this disease? What happened? It all centered on this little tiny area of New York. In mm. fact, one out of every two cases was in New York. That's how mm. that's how much it centered. And the thing is, it reached a milestone on April 11th. New York <laughs> had more cases than any other nation, including China, in the entire world. New York. Wow. The thing is, April 11th, April 11th was the day. Well, go back. I'm sorry, it was April 11th or April 10th, maybe. But go back 50 years. It's April 10th. Go back to the anything happened. April 10th, 1970 is the day that New York legalized abortion in New York. Mm. And, so, and wow. I'm just going to throw in two last things for this part of the mystery. And, now, uh, and that is, one is that it, the, 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 this abortion came to the continent through two gates in 1970. One we said is New York. The other was Washington State. Now, what, 50 years later, the, this plague comes. And where, how does it get in? Through the same two gates wow. where we killed our children, New York and Washington Incredible. State. And, but the other thing is, I looked at, well, how many children died in those first three years, 1970 when it entered, till Roe versus Wade, 73? How many, it was, the answer is 1.3 million children. Hmm. 50 years later, there's another three years, It's a, it, but it's three years of COVID. Say 50 years exactly. How many Americans were struck, were killed? 1.3 million. million. Same exact number of the children. Incredible, incredible connections here that Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is drawing for us today here on The Bottom Line. We're discussing his brand new book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. How does this all Oh my gosh, I, there are so many questions I want to ask you right now. We, we take the abortion thing. Yeah. Can we tie together Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Amy Coney Barrett here? Yes. Because I think this oh, is yeah. important. As you oh, see yeah. this thread, abortion starts in New York, yeah. it's legalized in D.C., and then comes 2020, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. uh, you know, meets the end of her time. And here comes Amy. T talk about yeah, that. Yeah, interesting, here. because you know the other thing is that that was all in the Feast of Trumpets, and that Friday, September 18th. And Feast of Trumpets is saying basically God is the judge, not man. You know, you can, right. the, and it was the Supreme Court that that legalized the killing of children. And basically, God's saying, okay, now you know you're not in charge. You mm -hmm. know, I am, I am the judge here. And and it's and interesting because Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg, and it's not saying it was a judge on her, but Ruth Ginsburg would, would have been for abortion. You know, right. she was, you know, she it would never have been overturned if it wasn't that. But the interesting thing is so interesting. So that happens. Then, then, um, a little, just a, about a week later, Trump nominates the, the one to replace her. This is the third nomination for him. This is the vote that is going to overturn abortion. It's by one vote. Now, mm -hmm. the thing, interesting thing, because when, in, in the ancient, in ancient days, when, when Egypt was killing, they were killing children, they were the first ones to really kill children en masse. They threw the Hebrew male babies into the Nile. 
There was one Hebrew male baby who survived. That was Moses. Moses. When he grew up, he's the one to break the system, to break the power of Egypt that was killing the children. Well, could there be, I call them, the, there's a section in the Josiah Manifesto called the Child of the Nile. Could there be a Child of the Nile for America? There was. And that was, that was a daughter who was born during the slaughter, that initial three-year period of slaughter. That was Amy Barrett. She's the mm. first Supreme Court justice who was born when it was legal to kill her under yeah. that slaughter. And the thing that she was actually born it, while Roe versus Wade had just entered the Supreme Court, she was born right in between the, the two hearings of Roe versus Wade. Incredible. And then when she grows up, she'd become the she becomes the Supreme Court justice and she would cast the deciding vote. She would be the last vote. She cast the vote and she cast it in her year of Jubilee when she was oh, in her 50th 50. year. So so that now thing is now <laughs> now here, here's another thing. You know, there is a day in the Hebrew calendar. You know, we went up to the Trump trumpets, but there's another day that's called that. Well, let me say before that. In 2020, I was led with some others to call for a national day of prayer and repentance. It was called the return. And we were in Washington, D.C., and we had you know, thousands of believers gathered on the thing and people, millions watching. And we were praying for repent, where we for America, repent, re, you know, repentance. And it turned out it was called the return. It turned out that day on the ancient calendar, there's a day that's called Shabbat Shuvah, which means the day of the return. And that was the same day. We didn't know it. it was, <laughs> it's a day of repentance for a nation to return and repent wow. of its evil. So we're uh -huh. praying. And, and, and on that same day, Trump decides to, to set in motion the overturning of abortion. He nominates Amy Barrett on the day of turning of the nation. The, mm. the, the very act that would turn the nation was on that day. Now, the other thing is, that at the, at the end of the return, the prayers, I said, I just felt we got to seal it all. So I called I called men up to the stage with shofar trumpets. I said, we're going to sound the trumpet, the power of God. And then I said, everybody shout like Jericho when you hear it. And I said, and so I did. I said, we're sealing everything we have done here. Let the power of God go forth. And I said, go. And they sounded it. Well, well, they sounded it at five o'clock, four minutes and 33 seconds. At the White House, we had no idea. Trump is standing at the White House and he opens his mouth and sets in motion the overturning of Roe versus Wade at five o'clock, four minutes and 33 seconds. Oh my. As the trumpet sounded at the very trumpet, the power of God, that's how Roe versus Wade was overturned. Incredible, incredible, not coincidental, but absolutely miraculous and incredible from Rabbi Jonathan Kahn today here on The Bottom Line as we talk about what he writes about in his brand new book called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. There's a link up for the book at thebottomlineshow.com. This is amazing information and so grateful to have as much time as we're getting today with uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. The brand new book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and it's everyone Wednesday. We have four copies of this book we're giving away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and boy, everyone who wins a copy of this book is really going to be a winner uh, in more ways than one. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn has written a brand new book called the Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have not one, not two, not three, but four copies of this book that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, many people ask, 
um, when it comes to what's happening in the days ahead. I mean, a lot of folks are, you know, seeing more and more prophetic signs that are indicating that we are in the end times or we are very, very near to the rather tumultuous part of the end times that will be happening. Uh, we also know scripture is very clear. No one knows the day or the hour of the Lord's return. So we're not trying to guesstimate that. But it is interesting how Jesus did say in scripture that we do know how to perceive the signs of the times. And as we perceive the signs of the times, we can prepare for certain aspects of those end times that'll be coming our way. And I think what Rabbi Khan is doing for us here is helping us to see, hey, look, this goes back to the Castro years. This is what's happening now. This is the beginning of the, uh, the abortion war here in the United States. And, and even some of the things numerically, time-wise that have happened, you know, we would be foolish to look at some of these cues and say, wait a minute, I mean, if God is restoring everything and years, uses years of the year of Jubilee, the 50th year in a cycle, to restore things, then why wouldn't he? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's very logical to draw these conclusions. Of course, we're not telling you exact time and date. I mean, there's some prophetic people who will try to do that. And I don't know that that's wise. But remember, God's timing is perfect. God is eternal. He is the perfect measure of time. I mean, we have our imperfect measures. Like I have a clock here in the, in the studio that tells me what time it is. We need to take a commercial break in about a minute, you know, for example. Uh, you have a timepiece somewhere on your nightstand or on your phone or whatever it is. We have calendars that help us measure certain days. You know, I can tell you that today's Wednesday and tomorrow's Thursday. That's how we measure it here. But in God's economy, everything will happen perfectly and everything will happen the way it's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. And so woe to us if we're sleeping because we didn't pay attention to the signs of the times and didn't realize what was going on in the same way that sometimes people will wake up and say, oh my gosh, I forgot about that meeting or oh, I didn't realize it didn't set my alarm for a certain time. When it comes to the end times and the Lord's return and the judgment call, um, that's way more important than whether or not you overslept for a meeting. Okay. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn continues our conversation with me on the other side of this break as a special edition of The Bottom Line continues. Stephanie Cover of Cover Law fights for your rights inside and outside the courtroom. As an experienced trial attorney, Stephanie knows that litigating inside a courtroom often costs you more in terms of money, stress, and time. That's why, for the client's sake, she will work hard to settle without the need for a costly trial. Stephanie consistently led her firm in settled cases each month. Because Stephanie worked for insurance companies for decades, she knows how to talk to them. Her knowledge of the insurance process means she's highly qualified and even enjoys talking to insurance adjusters and attorneys on your behalf. Stephanie challenges them with tough questions and holds them accountable for your benefit. When you're in an accident, you want an attorney that will protect your rights and get you the settlement you deserve. Call the attorney who knows the insurance company's processes inside and out and will fight for your total compensation. Call Stephanie Cover at Cover Law today at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or just go to kbrightradio.com slash cover today. Rabbi Khan, we've been discussing this brand new book. I wanted to get into a little bit, because you mentioned President Trump. Yes. There are a lot of people in the church. I mean, he's been uh, polarizing, I guess. I don't want to say divisive. He has been polarizing in the church. There are many Christians who say this was God's man for such a time as this. He's the Cyrus that we needed, et cetera, et cetera. There are others who are saying, how can you call yourself a Christian and vote for Donald Trump? You have a section in the book, the Josiah Manifesto, where you basically help us understand a little bit more about 
the the Trump nomination and then ultimately election. And it isn't Cyrus that we're looking at. It's another yeah. king. <laughs> talk talk about how you connect that Old Testament yeah. to New Testament. It's fascinating the way you do this. Yeah, with regard to Israel, he's a Cyrus. You know, he's the one who recognized Jerusalem and the house. Sure. And I, I spoke about that in the book called The Oracle. But with regard to America, he's a Jehu. And the, and the, and the reason is this. And I and I, I, I there's a book I wrote called The Paradigm, where I'm talking about how all, how all these leaders are following this temp these templates in the Bible without realizing it. And the thing is, but what I'm what I put in the Josiah Manifesto is things came true after the paradigm that was in the paradigm that came true after that. That's what that's so it's there. So here's the here's this here's the to understand this mystery, and that is that that Jehu was a man who was used of God. We don't know where he was at with God, though. Mm. We have no idea where he was at with God, but he was used of God. And you got to keep those two things yes. separate. What you just said, you know, you don't have to agree with the man. The question is, okay, is he being used, you know, of God is the question, you know, if you're going to vote for him or not vote for him. But the thing is that it's not about where the man is even at. You know, God uses people whom he uses, you know, they do. But, but the thing is that, that so Jehu was wild. You never, he was unpredictable. You never knew what he was going to say next. Uh, and so was Trump. Um, yeah. You know, Jehu was a fighter. He wasn't a politician. He was a fighter. Trump fights with everybody. Uh, yeah. I, I'm convinced that somewhere in the original Hebrew, it, it talks about Jehu and it, having a Twitter account, but I can't prove it. <laughs> uh, I cannot prove that. But the thing yeah. is that, so he begins, Jehu begins a race to the throne and it, they, and the Bible actually says he drives like a madman. It's a crazy race. Well, yeah. Trump does the same. And then Jehu makes an alliance with the religious conservatives of the nation. That's mm. exactly what Trump did. Yes. In fact, Jehu rides on his chariot with a partner who's one of these religious conservatives. He joins him on the race. Well, so with Trump as well. And mm. then when they get to the show, they, they, what happens before he can get to the capital city to have power, he has to have a showdown with the nation's former first lady. Jehu mm. is again is standing against the nation's former first lady. Well, so did Trump. He was a, and, and the nation's former first lady for Jehu was actually for Baal worship, which meant she was for the sacrificing of children. Well, the woman who, the former first lady in America, yep. was the foremost champion of abortion, you know, yes. and this was a major issue in the thing. So so then, and, you know, everybody was saying, you know, Hillary's going to win, the polls say, but the paradigm from the Bible said, no, the the American, the, the Jehu's going to win, and he did. And so then Jehu's, uh, his strategy agenda was to go to the Capitol and drain the swamp. Well, that's what that was Trump's, you know, his agenda too. Yes. Well, when he gets to the capital city, there's a mass, there's a temple of Baal. And there, there, this is where again, child sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Jehu has a torn, he 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 breaks, he destroys it. He destroys it. When Jehu rises, the temple of Baal falls. When when Trump started rising, he it started in it was 2015, the summer when he announced he's began. Two months later, it turns out there was an ancient temple of Baal still standing since ancient times in the Middle East. Mm. Two months after he, he began rising, the temple of Baal fell, literally fell. Literally fell. Wow. Now, wow. now here, here's the thing, speaking of this, th this, is, this was not in the paradigm because this didn't come true until after I put it in the, in the, the Josiah Manifesto. That is that at one point, Jehu calls for a gathering of people to come to the capital city. So Trump did that on January 6th. And right. by the way, this is not to condone what happened. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the pattern. Then the, the, the people of Jehu, they go down, they surround a great capital building in the hmm. capital. So it, January 6th, same thing. Yeah, happened. same thing. Then, then the people of Jehu in the, in the template, in the Bible, 
they, they there's there are proceedings going on in the Capitol building, in in the ancient Capitol building, and the people of Jehu enter the building. They basically hmm. stormed the building, and so of right. course it happened on January sixth. Now the interesting thing is that when the 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 Capitol police gave the they they gave the number of how many people they arrested on site that week on site it made headlines and the headlines were they had arrested eighty people you know as part of that that whole thing that happened the riot sure well in the Bible when you read of, of Jehu what happened it says that it gives it says a word it says shmonim ish in Hebrew it says the number of people who went in were eighty people. Same exact number. Jeez. And so and there's so much to it. But the thing is that what it's saying is there's this battle, there's a cultural battle about with Jehu and the Temple of Baal. The interesting thing, because th that week the capital changed hands and the agenda was now for abortion, <laughs> Baal, mm -hmm. for uh, many other things, Baal. But the thing is that in interesting thing, because I, I don't know if I that I realized it when I wrote the, the paradigm it came true after, but the thing is that what would it be saying? Jehu is the one leader of the North, the one leader who is, it says he drove, Baal, he went, he fought against Baal worship. He fought against Baal worship. What is Baal worship? Child sacrifice. Mm -hmm. What it's saying is Trump, no matter what you think of him, I'm sure, listen, I'm sure Jehu was really controversial back then too. Okay. But what it's saying is he's going to be the one, he's going to be key and responsible with God's hand in him for bringing down America's temple of Baal, which is Roe versus Wade. Wow. And so 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 it makes sense. I mean, you know, it, yeah. it's like almost like you wouldn't expect Trump of all people, yet more than any other president, despite himself, he ended up by putting in those three votes. The last one being Amy Barrett, mm -hmm. the child of the Nile on the day of the turning, you know, was the the very thing that would bring down that house of Roe versus Wade. And and even the overturning of Roe versus Wade is part of this mystery. It's incredible. Yeah, you know, if we have time, I'll I'll share a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, let, I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll see how this all fits together. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is my guest today here on the Bottom Line. This incredible new book called the Josiah Manifesto: The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the like End this. Times. It's up at the yeah, there it is. It's up at the Bottom Line Show.com. More in just a moment as the Bottom Line continues. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times is the name of the book. You can see it if you go on myhopenow.com where we're doing video here, but of course our audio releases for The Bottom Line Show and Terrestrial and Podcast as well. So how do we tie this all together? We've got a 3,000-year-old calendar. It's got some appointed days. It basically has told us, especially when you go from uh, New York in 1970 to D.C. in 73 to the pandemic in 2020 to... Pentecost in 2022. I mean, all these different days is just amazing. And then to see the Trump-Yehu connection, yeah. which I think is so important for American Christians to understand, even yeah. if you don't like the man, yeah. look at the way God has used him. Where are we now? Yeah, well, well, everything was is was like kind of is coming together or was coming together and and to open up where we are. And one of the things is that, you know, on one hand, when you look at this Jubilean mystery and you look at abortion then you look at an a, a a plague a a pandemic you know that matches like day for day place for place and all and number for number but it's not only that because the jubilee is also about restoration and at the end of this right. process you have you have something good you have a redemption coming out of covid coming out of everything and that is the overturning of rover's weight which most people never thought would happen even believers right. never thought it would happen but the thing is that it's interesting because it was done by another case. You know, God, there was another Supreme Court case. 
The interesting thing is that when you look at the two cases, it was called Dobbs versus Jackson. Mm -hmm. uh, Co you know, Roe versus Wade was sent to the Supreme Court in 1970, uh, in the summer. 50 years later, Dobbs versus Jackson was sent to the Supreme Court in 2020, in the summer, same thing. Mm. Roe uh, Ro versus Wade was accept, taken up, chosen to be taken up by the Supreme Court in May of 71. 50 years later is May of 2020. That's the exact month that Dobbs versus Jackson is taken by the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Roe versus Wade is heard, gets its hearing in, in December of 71 at the Supreme Court. 50 years later is Roe uh, Dobbs versus Jackson gets its hearing in December of 2021. 50 years to the same thing. And then, and even there were, you know what, remember when the, the leak came? Remember when this case was leaked just yes, before it came out? Samuel Alito. Oh, yeah. Go back 50 years and you'll find that the Roe versus Wade just before it came out, it was leaked. Even the mm. leak was that. <laughs> and the thing is that, so when was it, when was Roe versus Wade overturned? Well, when is the Jubilee year according to Leviticus? Well, it's seven times seven years. And they said then the 50th year. Not like a birthday. In other words, the 50th year begins when you, when you, you complete 49, you become 49. Right. Then it's the 50th year. It's completed at the 50 year anniversary. And so Roe versus Wade, the Jubilee year is is January 22nd, 2022 to January 22nd, 2023. It was right in the middle of that, mm -hmm. which Roe in the Jubilee year of Roe versus Wade, it was overturned. So it's interesting when you look at the, the, the first Jubilee thing, when the very entrance of abortion was on the exact day we saw that 50 years later coming into America, you know, that very January 20th, the same day the play came. But then at the end, it follows, it comes to Roe versus Wade's Jubilee. So it ends up with something good with life. You know, thousands of children have been saved because of that. You know, but but here is now where it's all going to kind of converge to a, a message and to a manifesto and to what do we do? OK, the thing is this, there's no greater when I say greater, I don't mean good. There's no more brazen altar that we have in America than abortion where we killed 60 million children on, you right. know? So what happened that day when Roe versus Wade was cracked? Now we know it's not over, Roe is over, but we know that abortion, it just begun. But that, that altar was cracked. And, and there is a, there, that is a biblical sign. Because when you look at the Bible, the sign of the broken altar is major because it, it is throughout the Bible. And that it, it, it is, for, number one, it's a sign of the hand of God, but also it's a sign of, of potential revival because, because, you know, back then the sign of revival wasn't going to a gospel tent crusade, which is all great. Right. It was that they broke the altars of the gods on the high places. They broke it mm -hmm. down. And so, so the thing is, and there's nobody who is more connected to the broken altar than the man called Josiah. His birth was prophesied over a broken altar. Mm -hmm. He broke the altars where they offered their children. He broke the altars all over and the thing is that, so Josiah, it, this is all pointing, we are at the Josiah moment. And the Josiah wow. moment, signaled by the broken altar, is the sign of a nation or civilization that has known God, turned away from God, is in danger of judgment, because Josiah came when judgment was about to come. So it's in danger of judgment, but God gives a last chance for revival. And that's what Josiah is all about. You know, their judgment was about to fall. These are the days of Jeremiah. But God raises up a man to be to to basically change the course for a time, for a generation, spares a generation. And the thing is that 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 is what is opening the key. The last part of the book, the manifesto part. What are the keys of Josiah? What did he do? Because God pointing this, pointing us to him. 
What did he do that worked? What Because in his day, it was also, you know, immoral. They were killing the children, the sexual immorality. They had gender confusion back mm. then. And yep. he smashed all those altars of gender confusion, of, of sexual immorality, of child sacrifice. And so the thing is that what were the keys? How did he how did he deal with this evil and yet stay pure from it, separate? How did he separate from the evil of his culture? How did he affect that culture? How did he how would how was he how did he actually change it? Mm. Um, you know, he's the one who broke the altars of his culture. How do, can we break the altars of evil in our yes. culture? How can yes. we break it in our own lives, you know, on top of it? Mm -hmm. But what were the secrets? What were the powers he had? What gave him power? Because you know. He had nothing in the natural. His father was evil, apostate. His grandfather was evil, apostate. Everybody was, but pretty much around him. But yet he rose and served the Lord and he changed the course of his nation. And so can we do that? You know, what is the key? And so this is not just those, Josiah Manifesto is not just a, a guide or key for us now, which it is, but also for the end times, because the end times are like this, are like persecution, <laughs> yeah. apostasy, evil. What do we do? How do we shine? Can we shine? You know, what's the hope? And that's what this book is about. The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times, a brand new book by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And I highly recommend this. This is required reading for now, especially here in 2023, where we see uh, the wheels appearing to come off the proverbial cart. And yet, it's also this jubilee moment where we see God restoring, renewing, uh, bringing back to His own, and and at the same time the wheat, the tares are coming up and being ready to be harvested and separated, and the barned or burned is is going to happen. Um, yeah. How you're always a, a very encouraging guy, Rabbi Khan. But take the last sixty seconds of our time together. Give us some encouragement, especially for someone right now yeah. who just said, "I'm I'm not going to vote. I'm just tired of it. I'm yeah, yeah. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus." Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. God doesn't have us on the earth to hang out. Out. He doesn't have us on the earth just to wait for everything to end. He has us on the earth because we are vessels of God. We are mm -hmm. messengers. We are children. We are not here. You know, if God didn't want you in the end times, he would have put you in the Middle Ages. He put you here. <laughs> yes. But if he put you here, he's appointed you. He will anoint you. He will empower you. Mm -hmm. This can be our greatest moment because, you know, when the dark gets darker, that's when it's for us. That's when, we, that's when it's our job, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thing is that you know, one of the mysteries of the end, I allude to it, in the, is that in the, the end is like the beginning. In the beginning of the age, you had Israel in the world, you got it back. You had, you had Jerusalem, you got it back. You had a culture that was pagan and anti-Christian. Well, you're getting it back. That's what's happening to this culture right now. But if everything's going back to where it is, we have to go back to where we were at the beginning of the age, which is the book of Acts. That was not a Christian culture, but yet they were the most powerful voices, powerful. We can be that again. The, the yes. thing is, when the, you know, if the, this is the time that the graves disappear, and, and if darkness is, if the evil is great, it's time for the good to be great. It's time for us. You know, if the evil is radical, it's time for the people of God to get radical and revolutionary. That's what I, why I called it manifesto. But that's what we're here for. You know, what's the most exciting part of a movie? The last 15 minutes. Right. So listen, praise God. He called us for the last 15 minutes. This is exciting. But right, you got to rise to the call. Don't shrink back. Don't live on the defense. Don't live intimidated. You are the light of the world. You take the ground. You shine. Let the chips fall where they may and God will lift you up. That makes me want to storm the White House again all over again. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I so know. inspiring. So inspiring. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, we've got the Josiah Manifesto linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. Thank like you for this. your insight. Thank you for your wisdom. And thanks for being with us to encourage us today here oh. on The Bottom Line Show. Thank you. It was a, it was a joy. Truly amazing, truly amazing material indeed from Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. And today here on The Bottom Line Show, we've been 
taking a look at his brand new book called The Josiah Manifesto. It's the ancient mystery and guide for the end times. The book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. It just came out at the first of the month, and it is one of the most popular books in America right now. As you can imagine, you know, I, I always love it when, um, <laughs> when we get a chance to interview people. You know, a lot of the authors that we talk to you know, on The Bottom Line Show will put out a book or maybe have a movie or something like that. And if you look at the Amazon rankings, it'll rank 100,000, 200,000. Know, that's pretty good. I mean, there's 40 million things that are available for sale on Amazon. As I'm looking at Amazon right now, the Josiah, the Josiah Manifesto by Jonathan Kahn is ranked 39th overall. Yeah, two, when you get to two digits, and we've had some books that have been to single digits, but when you get to two digit, digits, that means one thing. It means that people who even who don't necessarily have a faith in God are looking at this and saying, what is this? What's going on here? I mean, more and more people are aware that there's something odd in the air, and it's not just political. It's not just going to be solved by economic sanctions. It's not going to be solved by a climate change agenda or redistribution of wealth. It's going to be solved in the fullness of time when the Lord returns. And we as eternal beings, souls who will spend eternity with the Lord, have the option of either spending eternity with the Lord, or as you heard last week, Jeff Kinley was on with me talking about uh, uh, the, the book of Revelation and the 13 different uh, prophecies that he about God that he finds in there and says, hey, look, here's the deal. I mean, you're either going to spend eternity with the Lord or you're going to spend a thousand years in hell and then you're going to spend the rest of your life in the lake of fire. I mean, those are the choices. So the Josiah Manifesto uh, focuses more on connecting the dots now and how to survive the end times. It's a powerful book. I highly recommend it. And today here on Everyone Wednesday, grateful to Rabbi Khan's uh, publisher for giving us not one, not two, not three, but four copies of this book. 800-227-5278. We're giving them all away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, we're going to go back and recap the conversation uh, that I had with uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn today. And by the way, if you didn't get a chance to, if you're just tuning in and you want to see the conversation, uh, we did record this on Zoom for the video portion that will be uploaded at the end of the program to myhopenow.com. So in addition to hearing it live here on the radio and getting the audio part, you can watch the video at myhopenow.com. Um, so give us a call. Everyone Wednesday, four copies of the Josiah Manifesto by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Well, we have some good news from our friends at Preborn, and that is that we have a match in place that you've got to take advantage of right now. I call it the 15 by the 15th campaign. Uh, an anonymous listener uh, who listens to the Bottom Line Show here in Southern California has put up a match for Preborn. Uh, he, this listener has donated $15,000, which is the cost of one uh, ultrasound machine in a preborn clinic and said, hey, I'll put this up as a match. Let's get other bottom line listeners involved to make donations, large or small. And once we get to another 15,000, then we can give the whole amount to preborn and get two 
uh, ultrasound machines in preborn clinics here in Southern California. So what do you say? We're a couple hundred dollars in on this match. I know there's a bottom line listener right now who can make a $500 or a $1,000 donation, maybe even a $2,500, knowing that it's A, tax deductible, and B, going to be matched dollar for dollar to get another ultrasound machine in that will save babies' lives. Call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or you can make a donation online. It's really easy when you go to kbrightradio.com or you can go to my website, rogermarsh.com, and click on the preborn banner there. Let's save lives through preborn. $15,000 by the 15th of October, we can do this. My thanks again to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. It's always great to get time with Rabbi Kahn. Uh, we've had a couple of meetings at National Religious Broadcasters conventions. He's been a regular contributor to the Bottom Line Show for many, many years. Um, this is a guy, when he came out with The Harbinger all those years ago, it really caused a worldwide stir because people started looking and saying, what's going on here? You know, uh, the beauty of what Rabbi Kahn brings and Rabbi Jason Sobel uh, that, that bring to us is they bring a rich understanding of the Hebrew texts, you know, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and and being able to look at some of the older parts. This is one place where I think the evangelical church has suffered a little bit. First, let me give you the phone numbers because we have four copies of this book to give away. The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. We have four copies that we're giving away today here on Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, here's why I think guys like Rabbi Jonathan Kahn are so valuable to what we study. I mean, last week we had Jeff Kinley on. Uh, Jeff has a great New Testament approach to uh, the end times and, you know, the end of the world. Um, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn brings us more of an Old Testament perspective. And so, and there are many people in the evangelical church right now who are doing one of two things. They're either flocking to the more traditional-based uh, religions. So they're, they're going to Catholicism or Eastern Orthodoxism. Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, you're talking about how common that's become. Remember uh, the Bible Answer Man program, Dr. Walter Martin? I, he may have aired on some of our stations way back in the day. And then he went home to be with the Lord in the late 80s. And some of his protégés launched apologetics ministries. And they've been on our stations before. But the guy who took over for Dr. Martin, Hank Hanegraaff, uh, was baptized uh, Greek Orthodox a couple of years ago. And it's amazing how many people who came out of the evangelical church have moved into the Orthodox religions or they've gone to Catholicism. Um, and, and the reason they'll tell you more often than not is they'll say, well, I want to learn something about church history. I want, I mean, I want to know what the church's role has been historically and, and how we can, you know, how now shall we live based on how they were living back then. And what's interesting about that to me is when I look at that kind of church history versus what's going on today, I see what Rabbi Kahn is doing and saying, well, wait a minute. I mean, this guy came out of Judaism. He's a Messianic Jewish rabbi, if you will, who teaches, believes that Jesus is Messiah. I'm not going back to the Catholic Church necessarily. I want to go, I'm listening to Rabbi Kahn. And if you're in the Catholic Church right now, I would encourage you to do the same. I mean, don't, don't get stuck in the, the church began after Jesus died and the apostles went out and formed it. I mean, in the beginning, God, right? If you go back to the Old Testament, God had a people for thousands of years before Jesus walked the earth. Different set of rules, Old Covenant, New Covenant. But if you, can, if you study the Bible through Hebrew wise, you'll see that Jesus is all over the Old Testament. Jesus didn't just start when, you know, he says to Peter, um, you know, uh, 
the confession you made didn't come from you, it came from God. And I no longer call you Cephas, but I call you Peter and on the Petros and on the Petros of your testimony, I will build my church. And there's a you know bit of a schism there between the evangelical church and the Catholic church where the Catholic church would say, Peter is Petros and on Peter, I will build my church. Whereas the evangelical church would say uh, the, the Petros of Peter, his name, meaning rock, and then the Petros, the foundation, like a landmass, um, is the term that Jesus used to say, on that testimony, I will build my church. So basically the church then becomes anyone who has that same testimony, not necessarily anybody who follows Peter. And you can see where there's you know potential for disagreement. But when you think about what Rabbi Khan brings to the table with regard to the end times, these ancient prophecies, the 3,000-year-old calendar, connecting the dots with Fidel Castro and abortion in New York and everything that's happening right now, it's very, very encouraging to say, regardless of what you think about church history, when we look at the church today and the church in the future, it's important that we understand who God is, what he's doing, and whom he is calling to be his own. Uh, the book, The Josiah Manifesto, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. We've got four copies that we're giving away of this book today here on this Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278. I'm going to give the phone number four times since we have four books. Okay. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. And for the people who like it when I slow down, 800 227 5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. Rabbi Schneider, I'm just keeping it Jewish here, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus uh, coming up next. For those who remain on the network, what good is a personal injury attorney if you're a Christian, especially if people who uh, wind up going after Christians and in some cases killing them only wind up getting minimal time in court? We're going to talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Welcome back, or welcome to this, regardless of when you're tuning in. I know a lot of people join in in hour number two, and this is you just joining the program. So uh, welcome to the Bottom Line Show, everyone Wednesday edition of the program, or welcome back if you've been with us for the whole first hour. If you didn't get a chance to listen to hour number one, we dedicated the entire hour to Jonathan Kahn. Rabbi Kahn's brand new book is called The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times, a blueprint, if you will, that reveals what you need to know about how to survive, how to stand, and how to prevail in the days ahead. And it's a New York Times bestseller. We've got four copies we're giving away today here on Everyone Wednesday, so there still may be some available. We're hopefully bombarding Crystal with all sorts of interest. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Um, I'm grateful that uh, Stephanie Cover is a part of our team uh, here at the Bottom Line Show. Stephanie is the only personal injury attorney I've ever recommended. And whenever I see stories like the one we're about to get into here, um, it just kind of makes the little hairs at the back of my neck stand up. Do you remember this case? Um a 41-year-old guy by the name of Shannon Brandt got into a political dispute with a young man called Kaler Ellingson. And uh, Mr. Brandt is a hardcore leftist Repu or Democrat, rather, and Mr. Ellingson was a conservative Republican. They got into a dispute um, into a, in a small town in North Dakota and basically... What happened next was that uh, Mr. Brandt 
as he was leaving the establishment, ran over Mr. Ellingson with his vehicle. And eventually, uh, Kyler, or Kyler Ellingson died of his injuries. Um, I'm, I'm just shaking my head because it's, it's unbelievable. Um, here's the story. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt ran over Kaler Ellingson with his car following a political dispute in their small North Dakota town. Brandt admitted to officers that he killed Ellingson because of his political views. The case quickly became controversial after an affidavit from police suggested that Brandt had run down Ellingson during a political disagreement. That's a claim that investigators backtracked later after a little evidence uh, supported that assertion. The basis for the claim in all honesty, were Mr. Brandt's own words. He called 911, and during that call, he attempted to explain his actions. Here's what he told the 911 operator. He said, he was threatening me with something to have to do with something like extremist Republican groups like MAGA. And then he made a phone call. He made a call saying, I thought he was a Republican or something. You're going to have to come over and handle him. I got scared. I didn't know what to do. A state district court judge reportedly gave Brandt the sentencing with, incredibly, um, manslaughter as the charge instead of murder. Gave him a year of credit for time served under house arrest, three years supervised probation, and a year-long suspension of his driver's license. The maximum penalty for such charge, 10 years in prison, a $20,000 fine, or both. But instead, what he wound up with was five years in prison, three years supervised probation, and a year-long suspension of his driver's license, which I'm assuming happens after he gets out because it would be silly to suspend his driver's license while he's in jail. Um, This is what's interesting. In the courtroom, during sentencing, Mr. Brandt allegedly apologized to Ellingson's family. And listen to what he says. He says, I'm here to take responsibility for the role I played in this tragedy. I'm very sorry to the Ellingson family, to my family, and anybody else has been affected by my actions. Now, check this out then. This is no random act. He said, I've always enjoyed seeing the Ellingsons, and I would never have intentionally caused harm to any of them. I'm truly devastated by the impact this has had on the entire community. He knew this kid. He ran over this kid with his car because of a political disagreement. In response to the court, uh, Kayler Ellingson's mother, Sherry, said she was very disappointed in the ruling. She wanted the judge to give Mr. Brandt 10 years in prison, which is the maximum sentence. In speaking to him, she said, Shannon, you took a piece of our family that's not replaceable. Now, the fact that she addressed him by his first name indicates these guys knew each other. When you chose to take Kaler's life and happiness, you took ours also. You've caused our family endless pain, heartache, sleepless nights, and our days, months, and years will never be the same because of your selfishness. Now, when you consider that about a week ago, four pro-life advocates were sentenced to prison for breaking into an abortion clinic and locking the door. And I did a whole bit on, I didn't think they should have done what they did. And they, I think they broke the law and deserved to be sentenced, but they were sentenced to 11 years in prison, each one of them. 
for breaking into an abortion clinic and keep it. They didn't hurt anybody while they were in there. One woman said, oh, I, I, I felt danger. I, I, I felt trapped. And somebody else said, I couldn't get my abortion appointment. But this 18-year-old man is dead. His family is grieving. And the guy who killed him got five years? According to police, Kayler Ellingson had called his mom to come help him because Mr. Brandt was drunk and followed him with his vehicle after a street dance ended. By the time she arrived on the scene, Brandt had called the police on himself because he knew he hit this kid. Brandt said, I have a job, a life, and a house, and things I don't want to see go by the wayside. Well, guess what? There are 309 churches and pro-life resource centers right now that have been vandalized, and no one is going to prison for that. Five years seems like a pretty small price to pay. Interesting when something like this happens and somebody winds up losing their life, and we as Christians think, I don't want to go to jail, I don't want to go to court, I don't want to have to deal with the legal side of this, but isn't it nice to know? that we have an advocate on our side, and her name is Stephanie Cover with Cover Law. On the other side of this break, Stephanie joins me here in studio. We'll talk about personal injury law and the biblical response to this type of thing, the biblical response to why Christians would need a personal injury attorney in the first place. We'll do that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Special guest joining me in studio today here on The Bottom Line, I'm Roger Marsh, along with Stephanie Cover, the only personal injury attorney I'll ever recommend. If you're a PI attorney I'm, and you listen to The Bottom Line, I'm really glad you do, but <laughs> you can't be part of the team. Sorry, just, you're, we're going to have to find another way to incorporate you in the program because Stephanie's the one who has helped so many Bottom Line listeners. I know she's been a benefit to my family. I know Dennis Wilson's family has benefited from Stephanie's expertise as well. Um, you owe it to yourself to have her name and number in your contacts, 877-214-4935. You also can go to kbrightradio.com forward slash cover, and there's a prompt there that you can follow and sign up, and that gets your information in for Stephanie. So if you do need her in an accident situation, then it's already set up. Stephanie Cover, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you very much for having me, Roger. You know, it's, it's kind of weird to kind of pre, you know, pro forma and pre-register, if you will, for a personal injury case. Not that we want one. I don't want any of our listeners to need right. you. But if they do need you, things move so quickly. And there are so many things that we think we know about the process. And then it turns out we really don't know. Like, for example, uh, one of my uh, kids was in an accident several months ago. And the first question I asked was, well, what did the police report say? And their response was, well, they're not giving us a police report. They said it might take a month. 
And I thought, that's the craziest thing. But I see the flashing Caltrans signs. If you're involved in a fender bender and there's no damage or injury, just pull to the side to exchange your insurance cup and on your way. And I thought, wait, if it happens on a road, don't the police have to get involved? Walk us through the, the process. Help Roger, who hasn't <laughs> been in an accident in five years, understand what really goes on now if you're involved in a car accident on the road in California. Well, the first thing that I would definitely suggest is unless you know that it's a very minimal type of impact, primarily like in a neighborhood or some residential street or something like that. You're at a stop sign. Yeah. You roll forward in the car ahead of you. Didn't really do anything. You touch bumpers, but, you know, yeah, yeah that's no big deal. You don't need the police. But, you know, if you get hit on the roadway, I it is important for you to call the police. And let me tell you why. One, sometimes people can't tell that they're injured at the accident scene um, because of shock, because of adrenaline, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, they're not thinking of themselves. They're thinking about the vehicle at that time right. and how I can't believe this happened. My my whole day I was supposed to do all these things, and now all of a sudden everything changed. Um, I think it's really important to call the police, and they'll ask you if, if you're injured or not. And what I would tell the listener is if you um, believe you may have been injured or have a medical history or you see damage to your car or the other car or you feel like the impact is heavy, you definitely call the police because they are your civil servant and you are the one that can say no. But do yourself a favor and have them write the report. Mm -hmm. I've had many times when people... Uh, stay and write the report. The facts uh, are very clear. They see the physical evidence. If there's property damage on this on the street, any leaking from an engine, um, exactly where it happened. If it was uh, in a different lane, they see the skid marks because everything's fresh. Mm -hmm. um, everything is uh, as you wait in time. Evidence dissipates, and it's a it won't be for you. It'll be against you because the insurance company will say there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people say, oh, I've got some errands to do. I got to get to work. I got to do this. Sure. I, I'm not going to stop and call the police. Um, and many times those people uh, speak to me and I say, did you make a police report? No, I didn't have time. And so the insurance company on the other side later on says, well, I believe what my insured said, not you, because I don't know you and you're a stranger. Right. So uh, they're saying you're the one that caused it. Mm. So without the police <laughs> involvement there, if the insurance company says it's your fault and we believe our insured because they don't want to pay you a lot of money, then you're kind of stuck. Stephanie Cover's with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh uh, talking with Stephanie about personal injury law. That's what she does, and that's how she serves the body of Christ, and in particular, uh, Bottom Line Show listeners. Stephanie with an F, Cover is in cover, 877-214-4935. Make sure you have her name and number in your contacts. I was shocked just to listen to you, Stephanie, just now, talking about police reports and realizing that if you don't say certain things like, I mean, I, I knew growing up, I had a, nightmares and vivid dreams when I was a kid. My mom was a very sound sleeper. I would come in and try to wake her up and she'd sleep right through it. But she told me one time, if you say, mom, I think I feel sick, I will wake right up. And I said, but I'm not sick. And she said, that's not the point. If I hear you say that, I will. And it worked. It was great. You know I mean? I never had to worry about being up all <laughs> night by myself going, oh, night terrors and things like that. But it sounds like 
this is something that we have to learn. May, might seem counterintuitive because I know I'm a guy. If I get you know hit in an accident, I'm thinking I'm fine. You know, it's just no big deal. There's no no bruising, no bro- broken bones. I'm fine. Without realizing there could be neuromuscular issues. There could be you, you might have had a concussion that you're not real. You, like you said, you're in shock when you get into an accident because you didn't wake up this morning and saying, hey, at nine thirty, I'm going to get rear-ended. Right. You know, I mean, I, this is where I'm going. So calling the police and saying. I've been involved in an accident and I have been injured is not lying. It's basically just saying that's the way you talk to the police to get them to come out and file a police report. Yeah. And and I'm sure if you think about it, you feel stiff somewhere, Mm -hmm. whether it's your neck or your back. And those are actually um, signs that um, it's going to hurt more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because when people feel injury, the closer they feel it to the point of impact, it's usually um, determined severity, according to orthopedic surgeons. Mm-hmm. But I've had or- defense orthopedic surgeons testify in trial that it can take sometimes up to three days mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you feel that pain. It's mm-hmm. not as severe, obviously, as one that would happen before. So don't take a chance on yourself. Right, right. And as we talked about in our last conversation, When we are looking at personal injury law, we're looking at a biblical mandate in Exodus 21, but we're also looking at the temple of the Holy Spirit being your body. And so when the temple is, let's face it, if you had an actual physical temple in your backyard where the Holy Spirit dwelt, you know, and that's, God said, everybody's supposed to get rocks and build an altar temple and stuff like that. And something knocked it over. What would you do? You wouldn't just sit there and go, wow, look at all the rocks on the ground. You'd say, I got to rebuild the temple. Yes. So, so, and, and this for people who are rather self depreciating like me, I think you and I are both kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know. But it's one of the things where you have to say, look, I have this responsibility before the Lord to take care of this. That's right. And so, and there are means of which to do so. Remember, the temporal laws that we have in this country are based ostensibly, first and foremost, on biblical principles. Now, corrupt politicians and, you know, whatever, there's misappropriation in courts and it does happen. But the foundation, the intention, if you will, of American law and the legal system is biblical mandates. Yes, it is. I mean, that's why we have personal injury law, because somebody back in the day said, well, if all of our rights are given by God, then what do the Ten Commandments say? What does Exodus 21 say? What does Deuteronomy say? This is what we're to follow. Uh, Stephanie Cover in studio with me today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking personal injury law, and we're talking about how the things have changed in the law to where police officers now, it's kind of, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's kind of like the self-service aisle at the checkout at the supermarket, you know, where there's someone standing there, but if you don't need their help, they're not going to help you, and it's up to you to bag your own groceries and swipe the card. The insurance world with personal injury laws kind of become that way, hasn't it? Where the police officers are not in a big hurry to come out and file a police report. The insurance companies are just going to believe their own people. And if you're the one who got victimized, you're really on your own unless you have a good personal injury attorney. Thank you. But something else, too, you have to be an advocate over is sometimes your own doctor's office. Mm. Um Before Obamacare, which was a little while ago, yeah. um, people would... Uh, normally receive 35 to 40 physical therapy treatments. Mm. Now they try to give five or six. After an accident? Yes. Oh my, how do we go from 40 to five? I mean- They change the standard and people don't know. So, and and that's, remember that is the quote unquote Affordable Care Act. 
And so that's how they're making it more affordable, basically saying, well, you won't come in as often, then they won't be spending as much. And so therefore that makes your health insurance more affordable, but you're not really getting more affordable care. You're just not getting as much care. Yeah. uh, People don't heal with that little bit. Hmm. And I'm grateful when they come to me and talk to me and then I will, um, depending upon their age and their need, Mm-hmm. You know, whether they go to physical therapy or, or a little bit of chiropractic or some, I've had some 20-year-olds where they called me and they said, you know, the doctor says I'm supposed to get an injection and I don't want a steroid mm. in me. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I would recommend something, depending upon the person, Pilates or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So don't feel that when they say you should be better by now or the time's up, trust your body, trust mm-hmm, your mind, mm-hmm. trust your heart, because it has definitely changed. There's some medical providers that try to refer you to YouTube so mm-hmm. they don't have to use a physical therapist, so they don't have to buy equipment, so they don't have to deal with that at all as a way of cutting costs. It's pretty amazing. And the people that have come to me um, I've always uh, gave them something where they've told me after, thank you, my wife feels so much better, she's back to normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, or younger people, I can do what I did before the accident and I couldn't after the medical treatment. Mm. So we have to be advocates for ourselves on almost every aspect. But when they tell me, then I can help them out. Right, right. And this is where it's so important to have Stephanie Cover. As your personal injury attorney, think of she's your own personal injury attorney. You know someone, right? I mean, but, but the, we we joke a lot about I know a guy. Well, I know a gal. <laughs> I mean, we, you know someone. You know Stephanie Cover because you're part of the bottom line family. Mm-hmm. I remember one time you told me, Stephanie, I believe that uh, uh, you got a call from someone who was going on and on and on about whatever you know, it, like they knew me. And and I, and I said, I'll be honest with you, I don't recognize that name. But because of the program, they felt that kind of familial yes. connection, which I'm honored. I'm thrilled that people would feel that close to us right. to make that conversation because being part of the bottom line family, having Stephanie Cover as our uh, official uh, personal injury attorney, it's it's important. But we can't stress enough the spiritual ramifications of doing what we do what Stephanie does, especially in the court, well, not necessarily that you want to have to go to court, but to have the advocate who says, this is about your health. This is about the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is about restoring what was taken from you or what you lost as a result of the accident. And we've got chapter and verse all throughout scripture that helps define why you need a personal injury attorney when you get into a car accident. Take the the last moments of our time together here, Stephanie. And uh, I, I love when you kind of prayerfully, preachy-ly, <laughs> I mean, in a way, you know, where, where th- this is what sets Stephanie Cover's law practice apart from so many others. Um, I look at law as like other uh, careers, whether you're a mechanic, whether you're a doctor, uh, whether you're a businessman or insurance agent, all of us as a community, like Corinthians, we're part of a whole we all work together to help each other um, to be in community because that's how the Lord designed us. Yes. And we're there to help each other and share with each other and help each other through different um, situations. And the heart of Christ is to be a servant. So, um, 
you know, whatever your occupation is and you're working, you're still serving and you're serving that person that you're um, assisting with so that they can be put in a better situation and you're giving all that you know and all that you can to bring them either back to the situation they were before or uh, fix their vehicle as best as they could or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But we all work together um, towards trying to uh, respect each other and with the goal of loving one holy Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. See, so we have Stephanie come on and <laughs> preach every now and again, and then we mention, oh, yeah, and by the way, she's the best personal injury attorney in the Southland. Stephanie with an F, cover is in cover, 877-214-4935. I'm not going to shame you if you don't have her name and number in your contacts. I will just ask you again with that stink eye that my mom used to give me when we were younger, why haven't you done this yet? <laughs> Eight seven, or just go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Cover Law. You can get the ball rolling there. Stephanie, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the work you do, but thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you for the work you do, and thank <laughs> you for having me here today. Such a, pl- a pleasure and privilege to be joined by Stephanie Cover uh, today here on The Bottom Line in studio and to have those conversations. Remember, it's Stephanie with an F, Cover as in cover. You can either go to kbrightradio.com forward slash cover and get signed up there. So you're in the system. So if you ever need Stephanie services, you'll be a familiar face, a familiar name. Or make sure you have her name and number in your contacts if something happens like the case we were describing in North Dakota, where you're on the scene and you need a personal injury attorney right away. You call 877-214-4935, 877-214-4935 for Stephanie Cover with Cover Law. Some final thoughts in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Preborn is saving lives by doing what the left doesn't want you to know about. Progressives don't want you to know that a baby, once conceived in the womb, is a human being. And the proof that we have is four-dimensional ultrasound technology that you can get for free at Preborn. The reason Preborn can offer these ultrasound appointments is because people like you make donations and uh, they're tax deductible and they provide not only the necessary appointments for the expected moms, but also making large donations that will provide ultrasound machines for each of these organizations as well. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. It's really easy to remember. 833-850-BABY, or if you want to do the numbers, it's 833-850-2229. Your $28 donation right now will save one baby's life. Uh, $140 donation does five, 280 does 10. You can also give a recurring monthly gift like Lisa and I do, maybe $28 a month or $56 a month, $100 a month, whatever you and God decide. Make your best donation today and please know it's completely tax deductible and every dollar you donate to Preborn goes to the ultrasounds. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229 or go online to kbrightradio.com and click the Preborn banner today. My thanks again to Stephanie Cover, the only personal injury attorney I'll ever recommend for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. Stephanie with an F, Cover is in cover. 877-214-4935 is the number to call uh, to get you through to Stephanie's office. Or just go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Cover Law. You know, it's, it's biblical to have a personal injury attorney represent you. Uh, there's a couple of different reasons. We mentioned the uh, the parts of uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus where you talk about uh, what happens in the, you know in, according to Jewish law when somebody would get hurt or you know an ox would be gored by another ox or you know something like that. If you accidentally kill someone, cities of refuge, all those things. It's biblical to say, look, if I was injured or something was damaged of mine, uh, that 
legally you should replace that for the person that you caused the harm for. But also then I, I bring this up a lot with Stephanie and I, I, now that she's not in studio, I can say this because she gets embarrassed when I brag on her. But, you know, when you have a, a personal injury attorney like Stephanie Cover as your advocate, that word that we use, you know, for advocacy is the same word that we use for the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor. I mean, it's that kind of counsel. And if you think of the, of the fact that you've got God on the throne, Jesus sitting at the right hand, there will be the judgment seat. And knowing that the Holy Spirit is your advocate when you stand before them. Knowing that every sin you've ever committed, there's no way you could pay that sin. And yet the blood of Jesus Christ pays the penalty for your sin and wipes your record clean so that now when God looks into your eyes, he sees the face of Jesus. Well, you can't do that. I mean, there gazillions of people are going to stand before God on judgment day and they're going to be judged with no advocate. It's just them and their sin. And when God looks at them and their sin, he, he's a just God. He's a holy God. He can't not rule against them. And they'll be in a lake of fire for eternity trying to pay the penalty for their sin. They'll never do it. But you and I, as Christ followers, and Stephanie and Jim Cover, <laughs> because they'll be there too, We'll have the privilege of spending eternity with the Lord. Why? Because our advocate was with us on that final judgment and said, I see nothing wrong. I see nothing here. All has been forgiven. Come enter into paradise. You know what? That is the good news. And that's the bottom line.